Hello, and welcome to episode 61 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today... We have kind of a weird episode today. It is. It's a little all over the place. It's kind of newsy. It's very newsy. Uh, we also have some show things that I want to talk about. There was a whole bunch of news today from Wizards. We're going to talk about all of that. Some Wizards Incompetence got us some, uh, yeah. some content. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk Arena. We had an arena announcement we get to talk about. We're going to finish up our finance thing. Yeah, there was a standard GP. There was a standard GP. In Europe, so I assume all those people have coronavirus now. Uh, (laughs) So what a way to go out. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll we'll touch on that ever so slightly. Yeah, they Uh, didn't, uh, there was no coverage for it? No, not at all. So. I didn't, I didn't even remember seeing like a whole lot of like pictures on the CFB like Facebook page. Yeah, no, there was actual no coverage, not just text coverage. It was actual zero coverage, supposedly. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so no nothing. Esports. If a, uh, if a GP happens and nobody hears anything about it, did it actually happen? The only reason I knew what happened was they sent out a tweet about the metagame. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I've seen charts like that before. Yeah. So if you want to tweet at us when you're at a GP and let <laughs> and let people know what's going on, you can get at us at Casual Tripod. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Uh, shoot us an email, casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, we actually got an email from a listener this week who I spent many, many hours crafting a perfect response to. Perfect. Perfect. We are we are here at your disposal. Yep. Uh, we have our Patreon up and running, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Uh, we got our first uh, Patreon follower, supporter, so thank you. Thank you. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any Patreon tier ideas, shoot those to us. I kind of came up with one thanks to the person who got at us uh, on Friday, I believe. George had some questions about uh, a couple decks he was working on, and... Uh, said this might be a decent tier reward, and it kind of is. Yeah, deck critiques. He shot me two lists and asked me what I thought of them and, you know, how we could make some changes going forward, so I, I did. So now sitting here, thinking about the, the list that I looked at, mm-hmm. did you suggest the pizza oven? I did not suggest the pizza oven. When you played a bunch of zero mana artifacts, Well, o- pizza oven. I mean, I guess two of them are artifacts. He had an experimental frenzy. Okay, fair enough. And, Oven-ish. Yeah, and Dad's house. Yeah. So... Anyway. I don't, I don't know that you need the oven. Anyways. Um, <laughs> then there's our affiliate link when you're going to buy cards, and we're, like, rapidly approaching a new set. Yeah. Like, uh, so if you're going to go buy some stuff, uh, go to tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Yep. We get a very small portion of whatever you spend there. Yeah. Helps us out. So please do that. Also, like, give us some ideas of what you guys want to hear. Mm-hmm. We've been kind of standard pioneer like newsy stuff yeah recently yeah if there's like any other format you guys feel we're neglecting like modern yeah, legacy which, something else i mean if people in your area are playing modern like that's awesome yeah i want to come see you people in our <laughs> area are uh not playing modern at all so yeah we've not really cared about modern too much yeah i haven't like occasionally I'll catch a random like updated Jund list because that's kind of my baby. But other than that, I really have no idea what's going on in Modern. Crooks is apparently Lingering Souls. Yeah, you like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let, let us know because we're, you know, 
we're talking about what we're playing right and, and what we're seeing yeah and, what we see um if there's something that you guys in particular want to know about or sometimes we get caught up in you know the new shiny thing talking about news stuff or um you know if one of the listeners comes up with a with a good question we want to cover on the show we'll get caught up on that and kind of forget about like some of the rootsy stuff that yeah we kind of made the show for we kind of made the show to talk about you know, growing as a player and, you know, some things you need. And we've kind of gotten away from that a little bit. So if you guys want us to get back to that kind of stuff, let us know. And make sure you tell everybody about us. Tell all your friends and, like, your play group and random people at your local game store. Yeah, we we can use the listeners. Yeah. Every little bit helps. Yeah. If you, uh, you enjoy us, let maybe other people will. Yeah. Hope so. Hopefully. I checked our uh, some of our statistics in uh, Podbean on Sunday, I guess, when I wrote this. Okay. And we've got a couple episodes coming up on like 400 downloads. Hey, there we go. We're so, getting yeah, there. So, yeah, we are, we are getting there. And some of them aren't even that old, which kind of brings me to another point. Like, we've got some really great episodes, like, in our back catalog. And, again, it's, a lot of it is that stuff where... We we're trying to help you grow as a player, so it's not it's not all like you know current newsy, current events, you know whatever Twitter's blowing up about. There's a lot of gold back there. Yeah. So if you if you get a free couple minutes, check out our bet catalog and listen Especially to some of those episodes. The uh, like the playing in paper stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's really that, good. Like kind of supercut, like kind of greatest hits episode that we yeah. put together uh, is just a good place to go if you want to learn how to like the basics of playing in paper. Mm-hmm. Or was it? George, who said that his son started playing, and this is kind of, or was it someone else? Um, no, that was somebody. That was somebody that left us a message on Facebook. But like, so this person, their you know, their kid started playing, and yep. they didn't know much about Magic, and they found us somehow. Thank you. Yeah, and like that kind of thing. Like, here are the things that you need to buy, and like the kid needs to have, and right. stuff like that, to just like kind of get up to speed like you know if you know someone who's new to the game just like here here's all the here's a list of all the stuff you need yep and here's an episode that tells you everything you need to know yeah exactly so yeah going back to our patreon a little bit we've kind of grown to a point where we need to figure out what the next step is right we do like we're you know we've got a a a good i think core audience yep and we need to figure out if we wanted this to stay this size right or try to make it bigger yep the the magic podcast game is a is a crowded spot, but I think we it have sure our is. own little like niche. Oh yeah, there's certainly things that we do a lot differently than most of the other shows do. Yeah, we're just two guys. We're just two guys. Like I don't think any of the other ones are like just two random guys. Yeah, we we try. We. <laughs> I'm not saying we don't try, we but dated, we dated some GPs, some man. <laughs> oh, you, sure. You played an RPTQ. Uh, I played in multiple RPTQs. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've made it to the finals of many a uh, <laughs> a PTQ and not not one, but yep. yeah, you know. So yeah, but like, I guess what I'm saying is we're not like magic pros. Yeah, we're not. So we don't come at you guys from you know a point of view of. Well, this this is what I'm going to play to spike this tournament. Yeah, or because like, that's not like our strong suit. Our strong suit is you know relating to everybody and you know spreading our little bits of knowledge out there instead of you know the finer points of metagaming. Yeah, or like, hey, I played 35 hours of Magic Online this week, right? And this is the absolute best version of this deck for the next 45 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> if you have a tournament for the next 45 minutes, get on this. Play this deck. Yeah. There's plenty of content creators out there that do that kind of stuff. 
so we're not like trying to be them uh we definitely have our own you know our own strengths but uh i think both of us would kind of like to do a little bit more Mm -hmm. um as far as like maybe a little bit of streaming or some like gameplay videos some more deck techs that kind of stuff yeah and because both of us have jobs and families we kind of need more time to do that we do and we kind of had a little discussion on Friday about maybe finding somebody to do some editing for us. And we looked into that and found that it's way outside of our budget for this show that we come out of pocket to make every yeah. week. <laughs> I mean, our budget fairly is basically zero. Yeah. Uh, so anything is, is out of our budget. Right. But yeah, just like looking and the the edit I give the show is, mm-hmm. I think, different than what we would get for... Probably. Like me randomly finding like someone... Mm-hmm. And, and then what they would cost to do my edit would probably be right way more. Yeah. But like that would help just to free up time to like do more stuff. So I'm not just playing like mono red in the background. Yeah. Like I could actually like <laughs> tinker with an idea and like mm-hmm. put something together. Flush it out. Yeah. So a way to get there is by hooking us up on Patreon. Yes. Just throw us a buck or two bucks or three bucks or whatever you can do. Especially if you like the content and you want to see us do some more it would really help us out and kind of shape at least the picture in our heads of like the direction where we should take the show. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not saying we're going to like quit doing this next week. You know, pay, no, no, pay no, no, us, no. Well, that's not what I meant at all, yeah, no. but some, uh, you know, like I said, we're growing and we're to a point where I think we need to, uh, evaluate some things and, you know, figuring out, you know, where exactly Patreon could go or, you know, things like that would really, uh, really help us out. Yeah. And like we said, if you want us to do modern and pioneer content, let us know. We yeah. do have our own like Moto Magic account. Online accounts. Yep. We we have dabbled in card rental services. Yeah, that's another thing with though. Mixed like, results. That, that's another like expense though. Yeah, like, like if we're if we're using that to you know provide content for the channel, that's yeah. kind of another expense we got to come out of pocket for. Yeah. So if you guys want to see some of that stuff. Throw a couple bucks in the Patreon, and we'll see what we can do. let us know. Yep. Uh, Right now, the tiers are just kind of there to be there. So, like, if you decide to go over to Patreon and, you know, help us out a little bit, don't pay a whole lot of attention to what's in the tiers. We promise that, you know, if we get some people that are actually contributing, we'll go through and make some real tiers. Right now, I just kind of use the the cookie-cutter ones that they recommend. So, most of them probably don't apply. I can sign you some faithless lootings and that's your way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because you want, like, whatever. Scribble on some, I don't know, matching basic lands and send them to you if you want. There you go. There you Green go. and or black lands. <laughs> you should just make James sign all planes. Just like. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> $20 a month, Carson will sign you planes. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll figure that out. And if you, like, can't do anything on Patreon, just shoot us a message. Like even if you just shoot us a message on Facebook or email or Twitter or wherever, and just kind of, you know, let us know what points, what parts of the show you really enjoy, what parts aren't really applicable. Yeah, what we usually like to see us do more of because we we can tailor it a little bit. Yeah, anything to help us out. And like right now, we have it down here. Like this is the show is kind of it's keeping us on some level connected to magic because yeah, our old play group for whatever reason has kind of scattered to the wind right well i mean that happens that's part it, of magic it does. it does you know the people that are now playing at our store aren't really 
the type of player that we're used to playing with. And like, you know, there's a bunch of commander players. Yeah. And then on Fridays, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of drafters. Yep. Which I used to draft a lot, but I haven't drafted as much recently. Mm-hmm. And there's a very small group of constructed players. Yeah. So there's not that same like you know we're doing like six person tournaments. Right. And like I said, on top of that, like we're used to playing with some you know some very competitive players. Yeah. And you know kind of scraping to get people to play your tournament a lot of the players that are in, like even mildly interested in playing you know a little bit of standard or pioneer really aren't like the most competitive players you know what i mean and then they get, nothing against them yeah. it's just and then they get turn five with inverter yeah <laughs> these things happen yeah and like that's not really yeah it's not the experience that you want to give somebody who's not a super competitive player and it's not really an experience that you want to have either you yeah. know what i mean that doesn't help you grow as a player yeah, the show does kind of uh, keep us going as far as our, our magic activities. Yeah, like I played, I tried to brew up a new version of the, the Soul's High deck. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> uh, going, I think I ended up going one in six, one oh. in five. It was bad. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was doing that to see like if I could find something for you know the show. And yeah. I took some things away from it that I want to try. But I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Like, that's partly why I did it. Like, mm-hmm. If not, I would have just like got my four wins and just been like, okay. <laughs> now I'm done. <laughs> yes. All right. So we got some uh, Wizards of the Coast sponsored content. That's right. Not not actual sponsored, but they gave us some stuff to talk about. So last Monday, mm-hmm. they did the most Watsy thing ever. They made an announcement about an announcement. That's right. They're like, in a week, we're going to announce the BNR. Yep. And you were kind of left to like... Wonder which formats were going to be affected. Yeah. yeah. And I was positive that they were going to ban something out of Inverter. I think everybody was expecting something to go out of Inverter. And there are no bans in Pioneer. Right. And they're, they did the thing that they did with Marvel. Yeah. Which they're like... Hey idiots! This deck only wins forty nine percent of its matches. Yeah, and it has a bad matchup against the top five decks in the five of the top, five of the 10, top ten, ten. Ten. So why are you even playing this? It clearly doesn't need banned. You guys just are on the wrong deck. Yeah, and it's like, but every event I watch that plays Pioneer, you just pencil three to five inverter decks into the top eight. Yeah. So are you telling me that there are like three people that go like? 12 and two and 12, two and one. And then there are like eight people that are going like, you know, a little under 500. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like what I'm seeing right with my eyes when anyone plays for money Mm -hmm. is this deck wins. Yeah. But then you're like, yeah, when someone's in their underwear playing magic online, eh, (laughs) whatever, it's fine. Yeah. If you have to play it, so it didn't make any sense to me. I think Pioneer is fine in terms of like what too. you can play, but it was just, you know, and it might be, you mentioned, we were talking about this on the messenger or whatever, that yeah. it's fine to have a best deck. And if Inverter yeah. is the best deck, fine. Right. It just seemed like it was in that weird spot, like where I think the thing that was most similar to this was in Legacy mm-hmm. two years ago when like every event like was just, you know, of the, you know, 32 possible slots for death, right? Shaman. Yeah. Death, right? Shaman was like, had like 27 or, tw- um, or like 22. Well, that's a different issue though, because death, right? Was in like 
a couple different decks. Yeah, it's but not just, like inverters being played in you know four different decks. But just the like, hey, this this card or yeah. this like archetype because it was mainly though in like Grixis Delver. Yeah, right. Yeah, be like, oh, this archetype could just keep showing up over and over and over again. And usually they start getting a little like leery of things mm-hmm. when it's you know oh hey half of our top eights are the same deck yeah so maybe there is some like secret tech that no one has like talked about I don't know that there's secret tech like well okay two things part of it is that Pioneer is really new and people have already like bought into and had decks banned out from under them yeah so I don't know right now in pioneer like how much people are still innovating like their current decks are trying to tweak them or whatever to try and combat um yeah. inverter because like the format's still new and they might just assume like why put in the effort because because it's, it's gonna just going to get banned yeah so the first thing is i don't know like how much effort's really been put into trying to beat inverter and second thing is i understand that inverter is really powerful like the the deck in general is very yeah. powerful and that traditionally, I'm looking at you, Splinter Twin, control grindy decks that have a combo finish are very good. Yes. But I don't think like that's a bad spot for, you know, quote, best deck in the format to be. You can interact with the combo if, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Thoughtseize interacts with it pretty well. Counter Magic interacts with it pretty well. And if you're, you know, playing a grindy deck, like you can build your deck to outgrind a Jace. Yeah, I, w- I will uh, counterpoint. Okay. I uh, by beating I, me last Friday. I had two players. Yeah, unmoored ego, inverter. Well, both playing I, I mean that's that's what I mean though. Is like if the if the you know current thing to do against inverter is bring in two unmoored egos and that's fixing your game. Well, right. That's that's not going to do it because all you yeah. did was take away the combo finish. Like you didn't you didn't do anything to address what the deck is doing. Like the grindy control deck that it can play. If you start building your deck in such a way where you know main deck, maybe you can combat the you know grindy control stuff, and then you bring in your unmoored egos. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Th- then that leaves Demi- or, uh inverter and you know maybe not the best deck anymore. Yeah, but it's just that like it doesn't need the combo and like. Yeah. The other grindy deck in the format mm-hmm. unmoored egoed me, yeah, and got ground out. It did. I, so, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm, like, I think I need to spend more time with it. You, yeah, you no, know what I'm, I mean? I'm just saying that it's not most combo decks. If you were to unmore ego their combo, oh yeah, they just lose. They just lose, right? Right. Or usually these decks like this, uh, you're able to like bring in a particular card mm-hmm. to shore up your matchup. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't have that. There's not a card you can bring in. Well, it's in not like susceptible to traditional hate, like, hate cards. Traditional like, interaction, n- yeah. None of, none of the, like, what you would look at and call a sideboard card is effective against this exactly. deck. Other than Unmoored Ego, which, like you mentioned on Friday, I hate those kinds of cards anyway. Yeah. And that's why I hate those cards is because you bring them in as a silver bullet against something you have a problem with. And then it, it ends up not mattering. You know, you waste your turn three and a card out of your opening hand. Maybe you kept kind of a sketchy opener because it had an unmoored ego and you knew you were going to stop the inverter. Like, the, it just leads to bad decisions. Those cards always lead to bad decisions. Now, in, in defense of inverter, I mean, of, uh, of unmoored ego, yeah. I did lose a game because I had two Jaces in my hand and one on my deck That's and true. you inverted Jace. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I drew the last two cards in my deck, replacing the Jaces in my hand, and had no cards in my. So give and take. Yeah, the, I mean, you you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, though. like, no, no, like exactly. we've talked about my yeah. my view of those kinds of cards before. Yeah, it's it's just that I thought that this particular deck, putting up the results it has mm-hmm. for kind of the length of time it has. Now, granted, the form the deck's only like six weeks old. Yeah, and maybe in six weeks we'll be like. Pfft, inverter was isn't all that good um i don't know if i'd go that far but like i said like i i haven't all i did when i put my sulti list together was like copy paste from yeah like a list that i found i don't like i don't play enough to tune a list especially like sulti delirium well especially like delirium like that deck has a lot of moving pieces and a million one-ofs it's really hard to get a deck like that like nailed down you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't have the time for it. So when when we were playing, it, granted, it was only like one match and then like one yeah. match the week before or whatever. So it's not like I have a ton of experience. But like at no, bo- at no point did I feel like I could not win that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was never to the point where, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just done. I might as well scoop them up. Yeah. I think everyone is a little bit jumping the gun. Yeah, um, I, mean, I know you're on the side of, you know, something needs to get banned and maybe something does, it but might I don't, just, it might just be because we were kind of programmed yeah. with like anything that like one fifty five percent of its games went away. And I think that's part of the problem too, is for the last, you know, two years now, three years now, whenever something was, you know, even remotely a problem, it got smacked in the head with a ban hammer. Like nothing nothing ever lasted whenever there was something good it was always just whack-a-mold out of existence yeah and i think that kind of leads to some some bad feedback loops yeah it does where you don't you know you don't spend the time with your deck anymore you don't try different you know deck building options you just wait for the band hammer to fall yes all right next up is modern mm-hmm. and uh we have banned the pokemon card in another format so uh <laughs> once upon a time is banned now in modern it is uh, my foil copies are becoming less and less valuable as we uh, speak. You can still play them in Legacy. Yeah, in Legacy might be playable again. Maybe. Uh, so once upon a time, the primetime decks are still going to be good, but once upon a time really held those together recently, like being them way more consistent. Yeah, I, I kind of... Did you catch any of this argument yeah. I had? Was I out of line or was that pretty so. much where you think? Like. So the argument that we had, I like looked at some piece of it, was yeah. basically by banning Once Upon a Time, they made a bunch of the creature combo decks worse. Right. And so they got, they became, they went down in power level more than the primetime decks. The primetime decks. Yeah. And like, I don't know, on some level, Once Upon a Time was clearly not primetime's 9 through 12. Right. But maybe primetime's nine and ten maybe right and then we're also like extra field of the deads and extra valakids and just generally and they extra found your dryad drop. yeah extra land drops in general yeah and i think like that that was kind of my point is that you know this person that i was talking to had mentioned that you know they wish something else went or they wish they had made a different change and like once upon a time is kind of an absurd magic card it That's is an why it's not. Card. Yeah, it's not allowed in any format because it's just stupid. It's a free spell on turn one. You can keep basically any hand that has a once upon a time in it because the once upon a time is going to fix it. And then later in the game, it's not dead. It finds you whatever piece you need next. And yeah, it's I like mean, a reasonable rate. 
I have um, like I put depths together, and I don't have Sylvan scryings in it anymore. Yeah, they're yeah, just I, once upon a times. Yeah, I think like once be- upon a times way better between Elvish Reclaimer and that. It's just like cool. I'm always gonna have my. I'm gonna always have a way to find my piece. Mm-hmm. And like we kind of talked about once upon a time back when it was like just getting banned out of standard too. Yeah, how it just made every deck feel the same. Exactly. Because you had the same exact play patterns every game because you kept, you know, either your opening hand was like Goose once, or yeah, Goose once upon a time, Oko, or Oko once upon a time, or Oko Goose. And it didn't matter like what combinations you had, as long as, you know, those three pieces added up to a turn two Oko, it didn't matter. Right. I mean, basically, if your hand was. You mulligan to Oko once upon a time, yeah, and then either goose or land, yeah, because the once upon a time was the other piece, yep, or you and you got to keep the land goose Oko hands, right, or two lands and a goose Oko hands, so you had so many different versions of the exact same opening, mm-hmm. and you know if you're mulliganing to I need like land bounce land, yeah, and a prime time at some point, well. Once upon a time, just fills the land or the bounce land slot. Yeah. So yeah, I think that it'll probably hang around in legacy because that's where free spells live. Yeah, and also but, like I don't think anyone cares about legacy. Uh, unfortunately, there's a ban right after this. Well, but the card was is just basically too good for all mm-hmm. semi normal formats. Yeah. the uh, The other thing that I wanted to mention about like the prime time decks in particular is that the way they're configured right now is very different than they were, like, well, previous to this, I guess. Yeah. Like, they're way more grindy, less combo-oriented, and they can do that because of Dryad. If you lose once upon a time, like, you almost have to rebuild the deck. Because you have less ways to find your Dryad. Yeah, because you don't have... Your deck is a lot less consistent in assembling Dryad prime time plus, you know, whatever land you get. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they got the Dryad and got to change into this, like, hey, I have, like, the Bounce Land amulet stuff, mm-hmm. but all all my lands are also mountains, so right. I get Valakuts now, because the Amulet Titan decks used to not have Valakut in them. Right. Yeah, they were two different decks. Yeah, and now it's kind of like they've been mushed together. Mm-hmm. And so the deck will become less consistent, Yeah, but I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I don't think so either. Like I, I am, I am down with the Once Upon a Time ban. Okay, next up, this is one that uh, I was thinking was going to happen. Yeah. So this is Underworld Breach and Legacy is banned. Yep. So I looked around on Twitter for a bit, and Andrea Magucci and LSV were both like, "This is uh, not great. Why did this get banned so fast?" Yeah. Yeah, and then, oh god, what is his name? Brian. Last name escapes me. The guy who invented uh, Tess, the Epic okay. Storm deck, was like, no. This card had to go. Yeah. This card was ridiculous. This card is broken. To yeah. the point where LSV tweeted, breaking news, man changes opinion after Twitter interactions. <laughs> he was like, I trust. It was like uh, Brian, whoever, and then this other person. I trust their like combo bona fides, and they yeah. say it's too good. It's too good. And... I said, I think I talked about playing against it, and it was just like you just played like a game, and then it just ended. Yeah, and they could they were super consistent and resilient. Just like, oh, okay, <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, and you know, I think the the, the uh, comparison was like 
Did you like Yagmas Will, Lion's Eye Diamond, and for uh, uh, Mystical Tutors to go get your Yagmas Will? If you didn't like that, yeah. you shouldn't like this. <laughs> and it's like, fair. So yeah, that card, Like when everyone saw it, everyone was like, this card's busted. Mm-hmm. And there was some pushback of, oh, everyone showed me all their turn one wins, but what about interaction? It's like, yeah, fine. So they get to play Force, Force of Negation, Teferi. Yeah. And then all this stuff. And then there was a Delver version. Okay, I hadn't seen that. Oh, there was a Grixis Delver version Okay, that played Delver plus also played four Delvers, a Kroxa. Nice. And then backdoored into Storm. the... Well, the, the Underworld Breach kill. Yeah. So, like, you had to play, like, the two game plans, and it apparently was very, very good as well. Like, that was... Like, I mean, that seems kind of sweet. Yeah. But so it was just like, oh, okay, this hmm. is this is an issue. Yeah. So yeah, like it's just like something that had to go. Like that card, we're gonna look back on it and be like, oh wow, this was a mistake. You know, I never. That's kind of interesting. Like Crooks has got to be pretty pretty good in Grixis Delver, huh? Yeah, they just had one, and they said it was just kind of like the best thing you could do as like. It's like almost better than Zombie Fish. Almost. I mean, Zombie Fish doesn't get pushed. That's true. This guy gets pushed. But yeah. other than that, like, it's bigger, it does more, and if they don't have a push right away, like... Yeah, I mean, it ends the game hand. quicker. Yeah. But it was just mm. interesting. This is kind of the way people went, was, like... Yeah. There were a lot of decks where just, like, we can put in the Underworld Breach kill yeah. in with, like, another, like, functional deck. Right. Which is usually a bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> Makes things not long for this world. This is the guy who... I think you tweeted... you sent the the list out of uh someone had a reanimator deck in legacy they yeah. got the gashot yeah. the it was uh, logan tweeted that well, okay. out i think the, okay that had the hasty they gets the hasty gashot that when it hits you like reveal cards and put yeah. dinosaurs into play yeah got rotting registers that also just randomly had four hex mages in a dark depths yeah and i was like this is where we are we're just <laughs> like okay we're going to do this now so standard, unsurprisingly, has no bans. Yep. Standard is fine, though. Fine. I was just thinking the last night when I was playing, like there are so many games in standard that just like end up not being fun. Yeah, I kind of think that's a function of arena, though. It might be just playing so much. Yeah. And whatever. I would like to point out that I played. I was at sixteen life, or eighteen, I think sixteen, and had. A Cavalier of Thorns on the battlefield on my turn four. Yeah. I passed the turn, and I died. Yeah? My opponent had gone Knight of the Ebon Legion, Dreadhorde Butcher, yeah. and X, and then attacked me, and I blocked the Dreadhorde Butcher, and he put an Ember Cleave on an Annex and killed me on turn four. On turn four. Through a 5-6, so <laughs> dealt 22 damage. That was pretty good. Killed me on. I was like, "Oh, oops, that was fun." <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of games that are just like, hmm, "Yeah, okay, cool." Well, I mean, like Arena pushes you to play a whole bunch of games. Yeah, and it pushes you to be engaged, like if not daily, at least multiple times a week. Yeah, and I think doing that kind of takes takes some of the specialness out of like FNM. getting to play. Yeah, you know what I mean. It does. It it, but it just there's just like a lot of like. 
a lot of the games just end up being like slogs. Yeah. Like you're either super grindy or you're like dead on turn five. Yeah. And you're just like, huh, hmm. this is this is great. Yeah. And I think part of it is just like there's so many big powerful things to do. If yeah. your opponent gets to do their big powerful thing before you do, you're just like, oh. You got to sit there and watch yeah. or concede. All right. So they didn't ban my Pioneer deck, but they banned my Wednesday <laughs> deck. So for Brawl, we have uh, Golos. Yeah. Tireless Pilgrim is banned. Yeah. They said, uh, like, their reasoning was kind of weird. And, like, I haven't played Brawl in a long time now. But their reasoning was he was too good a five-color commander because he got to find lands to activate his ability and find lands to help pay for the commander tax the second time around. Well, his, yeah, basically his commander tax is one. Right. Where everyone else's is two because you play him on five. Right. You get your sixth land. Right. Then they kill it if you have what would have been your six land in your hand. Yeah. And you should, because you should be playing like 28 or 30 lands. Yeah. You'll just play a land and you play them again. And one of the lands you got was a field of the dead. Mm-hmm. And so now you have some zombies. Right. And you get him back. It's whatever. Like they said, it was, he was like 10% of all the decks. Like, I think I rarely played like the Golos mirror. Basically that's by go get four wins. Yeah. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday thing. That's fine. We'll just go back to Chew Lane. And, uh, it'll be fine. Or I'll, Tell some tales. Or I'll play... Uh, Make some Cheerios. Yorok. Yeah. Yorok's good, too. But yeah, it's like whatever. Yeah. That's fine. If people are going to be more happy because Golos is gone in Brawl. Sure. Great. Power to them. Yeah. Those are the people that paid for their month-long Brawl subscription. Yeah. And hey, we, we got to make those people happy. If they're going to yep. give you $30 or $20 or however much it is to be able to use your program... <laughs> uh, then make those people happy because yeah. I'm sure as hell not going to pay you yeah, $20 to play Brawl. Speaking of things that people don't do, um, right. <laughs> there's been some updates to historic suspended and ban list. Yeah, so if you don't know, they don't just outright ban things out of historic. They move to purgatory, basically, where they are watched very closely. Well, they get they're like suspended where yeah. they're they're banned. They're no longer in the format, right? But they then can go revisit and decide if they're going to get rid of them mm-hmm. or keep them. Yeah. So, like, they want to make sure that people have used like all available options to like try and combat the issue before they ban something. Yeah. Or here's what the metagame is: if we yeah. throw this card back in, what does it do? Mm-hmm. And so the cards that uh, moved from uh, suspended to permanently dead. Right. I'd say from the graveyard to exile. <laughs> uh, so Oko. Surprise. Because that card is not, probably not even reasonable in Legacy. It's not reasonable yeah, in any format. it's not format. reasonable anywhere. Uh, I listened to Magic FM and I had seen this, mm-hmm. but it just came up again that uh, Oko is like top 12 to 15 cards in the Vintage Cube. Really? Like, there was, there was, like, kind of on the level of power. Yeah. You're just like, whatever they did, like... So it's like the power Elk. 11? Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> Elk it. It's good. Yeah, Sol Ring is 10. Yeah. And then... Well, t- Time Vault is 10, right? Was it, well, because uh, Sol Ring's a higher pick than most of your other power. Well, no, well, yeah. no I just meant, like, power 9 is the power 9. Plus power like, power ten is like they had time vault yeah and then so. like yeah so you're, you're yeah it's yeah. one of those top cards in that yeah not good not reasonable in like any format uh once upon a time surprise surprise yeah not reasonable right 
and uh, the Green Cryptic Command at Vale of, of Summer. Not reasonable. Yep. So those have all been banned. Yep. But what apparently is reasonable is Field of the Dead. Ta-da! Ta-da! Yeah. So your job is to now ramp into Golos mm-hmm. and break it. Play some Fields of the Dead because that card is not okay either. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been banned in modern yet. It won't be. It's, it's yeah, I don't think probably so. good enough power level for modern. Yeah, I think it's a fine power level for modern. But I don't know how it's a fine power level for historic. Like you're just. Like now that they've put Bajuka Bog in as well, like you just are like, I'm I'm just you're just telling me I have to play Golos, right? Okay, I guess I'll play I'll, I'll play four Goloses <laughs> in my deck and we'll figure this out. Okay, so those are the bands. If anyone's playing Historic, I'm, I'm sure your queue times are like 20 minutes because you're <laughs> hoping that the Matrix just pairs you against yourself. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know anyone who's doing this, and even with them adding new cards to Historic... I don't think, I don't think I've think... ever played a Historic game. I want to go back, because I had like this like obnoxious Flood of Tears mm-hmm. deck where you ramp into Flood of Tears, and then you just bounce the board and just start replaying eggs. <laughs> but I haven't bothered, because I'm like, oh, <clears throat> Omen of the Sea is a permanent. It is. And Omen of the Hunt is a, is a permanent that ramps me. It is. Then I get to play more things when I like bounce things. It's like, oh, okay. But no, I haven't gone back and like actually like, you know, yeah. mess with that format. I think we look at digital magic as a way to prepare for paper magic. Yeah, a lot of times I do. And well, there is no paper historic. Right. right. Well, I mean there kind of is, but it's it goes back further and it's called Pioneer. <laughs> yeah. And if it was on uh, Arena, I probably would never put pants on. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that in your lack of pants. So next up so Wizards gave us content in the form of bands. They did. And they also gave us content because they gave an intern a pack of cards and he dropped them. He left them, <laughs> in, he left them in his Uber. Yeah, so this this came about like, okay, right now it is 6.56 Monday night. Yeah. Uh, this came about like actual two hours ago. There are some people that are very strongly anti-leak. Yep. I'm not one of those people. I'm not either. So here you go. Give me all the information. You can fast forward to a point if you don't want to hear about this. Yeah, we should pause for a second and let you know that we're going to talk about some spoilery type stuff. So if you want to stay surprised when we start getting spoilers in two weeks or whatever, fast forward approximately 15 minutes right now. Okay. So. All right. Now that that's done. Somebody found one of the Ikoria Commander decks, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how they got it. Yeah, I don't either. They just posted up a deck list. And not only did they post up a deck list, but the unique cards in that deck, they like typed out at the bottom. The thing that's a little sketch is if you have possession of this, right. it's 2020. It is. Why are you typing things? Why aren't you taking pictures of the cards? Well, first off, when I found this, it wasn't, it was on Reddit, yes. but it wasn't on like the normal magic subreddit. It was on like some random magic subreddit that nobody's ever on it has like a hundred members or whatever okay so i wouldn't be surprised if by the time it made it to the normal magic subreddit it had some pictures with it okay um i think it was just like somebody didn't know what they were doing gotcha somebody computer illiterate or something because like the subreddit that it went to was just mtg it was r slash mtg okay it wasn't r slash magic 
whatever tcg yeah. or whatever the like big one is so i think it was probably just the first one that came up when they searched gotcha okay so i think that's how that happened we're not going to go through the whole commander deck list no. because like that's not a thing that we do here at least not currently i watched two commander videos today did you <laughs> what'd you watch I watched uh, talking about changing the rules and then like a, a whole discussion about CDH with some like CDH content creator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, way more EDH content than I figured you'd be watching. Yes. <laughs> we are hard up for things on YouTube. Okay. One of the things we did get out of this leak though was they had already named one of the new mechanics. Okay. And I forget who told us what it was going to be called, but it's Merge. Okay. There was a new card with Merge that had reminder text on it. Yeah, I think there were two. Okay. Yeah, but I was reading them. I was like, what is Merge? And then yeah. I found one. So we actually know what Merge is now. The reminder text for Merge says, This creature becomes an aura enchantment with enchant creature. Attach it and any number of auras enchanting it to target creature. Merge only as a sorcery. So Merge is an ability on creatures with a mana cost so it'll be like color or a generic and a white merge and then you do this and you turn this thing into an enchantment and enchant one of your other creatures with it yeah it's kind of like i said it's like a bronze hide lion where, yeah. where bronze lion lion has to die and it becomes an enchantment yep this you just get to pay a mana cost and make it an enchantment yep so it would seem Odd to me that we would have two sets in a row mm-hmm. with like an enchantment slash like auras matter yeah theme. It just seems not right. It's kind of weird. I don't know how like supported like in the limited environment. Like, are you piling six auras on things and then merging them? Yeah, I don't know. Or is it just like, well, this is how we want this to work? And since Theros was a set before, mm-hmm. it just gets played in standard. We want people to like pile enchantments on their creature and then merge it with something else yeah maybe we get a new boggle maybe they are really loath to print like one and two mana hexproof creatures now yeah because apparently like invisible stalker just like ruined (laughs) that format yeah and then uh glade cover scout cover scout yep what was that guy's name that played like a johnny and glade and just like glade cover scout and just piled a bunch of enchantments on it at fnm like Rich? In, yes, in like 2015. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but they are loath to do that kind of thing. But this is interesting. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it kind of seems like this is what they wanted Meld to be, where two creatures kind of get stuck together. I think, maybe. Like, Meld, I think, was exactly what they wanted it to be. But it was it, bad. It, it, yeah, it was awful. Like, it wasn't good anywhere. It wasn't good in Limited. It wasn't good in Constructed. It was just a bad mechanic. Get these two rares, and then they'll stick together. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> and then they died a one removal spell? Sweet. Yeah. I, I think that Meld was, like, exactly what they wanted Meld to be, though. Yeah, like, I mean, in terms of it's what they wanted it to be, but yeah. this might be more playable, the idea of two creatures coming together. Yeah. And not having to have two specific creatures right. to stick together. Yeah, this was like when they had like started talking about Akoria, They said like build your build your own monster, or however yes. they build it. I don't remember what exactly the verbiage was, but what popped into my mind was the 
Uh, what were they called? The unstable. Yeah, from unstable. Like, cat monkey. Yeah, cat monkey, cute kitty, whatever. I don't remember what that mechanic was called. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called either. Host and augment. Yes. Um, that's what popped into my head. And like this isn't really a host augment, but it kind of is. Like yeah, you're like still you, taking like text from one card and like adding it to another card. Because if you take a hound and then you stick it on a cat, you kind of made a cat dog. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so you did it. Um, so interesting. Yeah, I got one question for you before we move on to our next topic. Okay. Knowing that this is a mechanic that's going to be in the next set. Okay. Is there any advice that we can give our listeners as far as specs? Like Hateful mm. Eidolon is going to, I mean, not that that's a spec, but that's going to get better, right? Yeah. Because all these things are going to be enchantments, enchantment auras when the creature dies. Yes. And that's a way to like rebuy your your card you had invested. Yeah, I can't think of yeah, any Yeah, I'm springing other... this on you, sorry. Yeah, no, I can't think of any other things that are going to like go up and it all basically be like Theros things. Yeah. Or my spec that kind of paid off. Yeah. Starfield well, star, Mystic. Does Starfield Mystic work? When when an enchantment leaves the battlefield, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. Oh, so it's still an enchantment when it leaves the battlefield. I'm sure. Well, I mean, I would think it yeah, is. Yeah, I would think so as well. Yeah. So maybe that would be something. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I can't think of anything like the things that are like in the boggly kind of deck now, success and champion, yeah. that's only on target. And like Sentinel's Eyes is a common. Right. That's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, Hateful Eidolon's an uncommon. Yeah, those aren't going to go anywhere price-wise. Yeah. Do we have any, like, oddball protection spells? Not really, right? They're no. all commons or, like, Karametra's whatever. Karametra's Blessing. Yeah. That's a common. Yeah, there aren't any, like, other random things. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know if things that, like, destroy things that are large. So yeah, maybe. Not, not, that, not that, like... Elspeth Conquers Death yeah. is like a get-in-on-the-ground-floor thing now because it's seeing a ton of play. Right. But anything like that, like some sort of like large conditional like Giant removal. killer. Giant killer, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, something like Epic Downfall, but that's like... Still, that's a common. That's still a com- an uncommon, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's nothing that like the rare thing range that I can think of. Yeah, like I would say Calyx. Oh, well, Calyx actually does kind of work with this. Like he doesn't find these merge creatures, but he can turn them into O-rings. Yeah, you can just then start sticking stuff under your creature. Yeah. yeah that's that's kinda, interesting. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything that comes to mind. All right. All right. If we come up with anything, we'll blast it out there and keep you guys informed. Or if you guys come up with something, let us know. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. You guys let us know what you Thank think you. your specs are. Thank you. I'm smart. I, I had told you that I you know talked to George a little bit the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that he sent back to me and actually just got an email right before we started recording was that uh, he's interested in like learning how to like evaluate cards or whatever and how to tell whether something's good or bad or playable or not playable, whatever. So, George, I want you to send me an email, and I want you to tell me what you think is playable with uh, this new merge mechanic. There you go. It's a test for you. All right, so next up... We've got Mystery Boosters coming to a store near you. Oh, I am so excited. I've been waiting for this since we got back from... Richmond. Richmond, yeah. We had a blast drafting this at Richmond. Yeah. And I am super excited. So Mystery Boosters, if you don't remember, is basically Wizards, I feel like, attempt to do cube. 
uh, um, like paper cube. Yeah, it's kind of a weird hybrid between like a chaos draft and a cube. Yeah, I think there were there are like definitely archetypes. Yeah, that are seated in the mystery boosters because I like I lost to some really mm-hmm. good cohesive decks. Yeah, I was also taking all the play test cards, but you know, whatever. <laughs> But so, there's also like a lot of archetypes. Yeah, it's not like sitting down and drafting Theros where there's ten archetypes. Like there, there might be twenty or thirty archetypes. The reason we're saying that is there's is it seventeen hundred cards? There's seventeen hundred cards in the base set plus one hundred twenty one foil cards plus one hundred twenty one playtest cards. So you won't be getting the playtest cards at your local game store. Right. The playtest cards are only in the convention packs. Yep. Uh, so in that spot for playtext cards is where you get the foil cards. Yep. And the foil cards are cards that are not in the normal set. So they're an additional 121 cards. They just spoiled the foils. So we, we had the set list beforehand. We just got to know like I don't know, four days ago, Thursday, I think. Uh, we got to know what the foils were going to be in the set. And although... Like, looking at the list, the foils aren't all super desirable. They are all very expensive foils. This is, I think, desirable is in the eye of the beholder. I think this oh, is, yeah. they're all, like, probably derived from Commander. It could be. Or popular casual cards. I don't know about just Commander. Yeah, but, but just cards that you look at and you're just like, eh. And then it's like, oh, you look it up and what was it? Send triplets is like $200. Yeah, it was like $176 or something, yeah. Um, I went through the card list and looked at what the cards were worth. Out of the 121 cards, there were only 20 cards off of this foil sheet that are currently worth less than what a booster back of Mystery Boosters costs. Yeah. So Mystery Boosters are 6 bucks. Only 20 cards off of just the foil sheet are worth less than $6. Yeah, I... Uh was disciplined in taking playtest cards and passed the carpet of flowers, which is like $15. Yeah. Uh, there's just randomly in the pack. <laughs> yep. There are value in these, but it is just an enjoyable thing to do. Oh yeah. There's so much fun. I plan on being at the game store, almost bell to bell on Saturday. I will be there until nobody else wants to draft with me. Yeah. I've, if I do enough work around the house, I will hopefully <laughs> uh, earn some, uh, uh, course release. Yeah. <laughs> And I think like the top 10 cards on the foil sheet are worth more than $40 a piece. So, you know, it's like a one in 12 shot of, you know, doubling your cost of entry. Yeah. So that's pretty good. And that's not counting the other 15 cards in the pack. The collation of these packs is different. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is it? You You get two of each color. Yeah. So you get... Two red commons or uncommons, two black commons or uncommons, two blue commons or uncommons, two green commons or uncommons, and two white commons or uncommons. And then is it two colorless ones as well, like a la- an artifact and a land? Yep. You get two that are either an artifact or a land, and then you get one card that's a rare or mythic from M15 forward in time, and one... That's from M15 backward in time. And then the foil makes and 15 then the foil. cards. Yep. So if you're drafting and someone has, if there's a black card missing, mm-hmm. like you want, you know for 100% that the person beside you took a black card because you know every pack is 
two, right. two, two, and two. Yep. So we've talked about reading signals before. Yeah, this is a good way to practice that. Right. Like when you get to your when you get to your third pick, mm-hmm. you know that the two you know the two colors if if a if a common or uncommon is missing, the people beside you are in. Right. Because he's like, Oh, there's a red cart there's a red uncommon missing and there's a black uncommon missing. Well, someone's in red, someone's in black. Yeah. I should be blue white or yep. whatever. That's actually a good point. I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but you can definitely practice. Like it's not gonna help you in the rare slots. Right. But like later, especially deeper picks, you can start to see what starts going missing. Yeah. And make calls on what people are in. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And then so we broke down, you know, what the fifteen slots in the pack are, but we said that there's like seven they're just under seventeen hundred cards in the base set. Yeah. And that's because each slot in the pack comes from its own 121 card sheet. Your first red common or uncommon is going to come from its sep- a separate sheet of 121 cards. Your second red common or uncommon is going to come from a separate sheet of 121 cards. The way that that kind of works is that it basically makes everything in the set the same rarity. Yeah. So you have the same chance of pulling a mana vault as you do a dark ritual. Okay. It's it's just kind of weird the way that that works, yes. but that's that's how that works out. Yeah, and just have fun with these. They are yeah. it is a fun format. Yeah, lot, lots of fun. But there is random value mm-hmm. in the set. Yeah, I think when we drafted in Richmond, I ended up with a Colligan's Command, a Perforos, and a Collective Brutality, which I, like those three cards paid for yeah. all of our drafts. I got like twenty uh, playtest cards. <laughs> Some of which are not good. <laughs> yeah, they're cool, but though. they're unique. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna. I might have something going on Friday. It just came up, but I may. I'll probably be there Saturday for sure and play yeah. a bunch. Yep, I'm gonna try and play. Play as much as I can. I got a free weekend. My wife's uh, headed out of town this weekend. So. All right. So, that's mystery boosters. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, we we end the series on our financial. Uh, Hot takes. Yep. This is, uh, we've already done Guilds, Allegiance, and War of the Spark. Yes. This is Core 20. Now, I told you right before we started recording today that I had to go through and redo all these prices because almost every single card on this list has lost like $1 to $2 in value since I made this price list three weeks ago. Yeah. So, if you're looking to move any of these cards, I would move them and not sit on them. Yes. Start at the top. Yeah. Chandra Awakened Inferno. This is six mana Chandra. Yes. Uh, currently 1250. What are we doing with big Chandra? Probably moving it. It's going to settle at that Planeswalker $5. I agree. It, it only uh, is played sparingly in some like legacy moderate prison deck. So it's yeah, like I mean, whatever. Si- six mana is a lot for any of the other formats. Like Elspeth Sun's Champion is fantastic and rarely sees play. Yes. And this is probably worse than Elspeth Sun's Champion. Probably. It doesn't stabilize you as well. Yeah. Uh, so I would come off of these. If you like the card and want to sit on a couple, maybe buy back into them at release. Like, we've kind of said this for all of these yeah. sets, but, like, maybe keep a, you know, set a reminder on your phone for September or October. Yeah, when rotation happens. Buy back into some of these cards, especially the ones that you sold out of if you want to, you know, rebuy into them. Like, doing that on your phone is kind of a good yeah. way to do that you can forget about it and your phone will remind you next up the next planeswalker ajani strength of the pot pride yep. also basically 1250 yep definitively worse than chandra sees played nowhere 
Uh, no, it's he's some standard plays yeah, sometimes. Some, yeah, not much. I feel like Heliod kind of took its spot. Yeah, the Heliod. Well, it's saw play alongside Heliod. Okay, it, it plays nice with Heliod because it gains life. For yeah, it's it plus does. one, and the uh, Pride Mates interact well with giving things life links. So. Yeah, but I think you can just get rid of it. I don't see it getting played like anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, no, no, you can definitely come off of it. Uh, next up is uh, the next Planeswalker, which is also. $12 right at, you know, same price. Soren, Imperious Bloodlord. I yep. think I got rid of mine when they were like 30 because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to buy more of these to play this God Awful Vampire's deck. Yep. This is probably also a sell. There is a mono black Vampire's deck in Pioneer yep. that people are saying was like kind of better than just mono black aggro. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's. Also, like Vampires in Modern has been. A fringy deck. A fringy deck that's really only a couple pieces away from being an actual deck. Yeah. So I would say you're probably safe to come off of these, but this is another one that if it gets down to four or five bucks, you might want to buy a couple play sets because yeah, I would spe- not be surprised if at some point this card was very expensive again. Especially going into um, Zendikar. Yeah. With their propensity to have vampires. Yeah, Kalidus. Kalidus, yes. Next up, we have uh, Cavalier of Thorns, the green one. It's uh, sitting at $11.20. I was so wrong about this card. But anyway, um, again, like it's five mana. It's not going to get played like other formats. Right. So it probably can get off of it. I agree. I probably won't get off of mine because that might be my plan for uh, Charlotte. Charlotte is Cavalier of Thorning people. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm probably not going to come off of mine because of Charlotte. But yeah, if if you're not playing them, I would. They're not going to hold this price. No, so not at come all. Off of them. After that, we have Vivian Arcbow Ranger at $10.44. This one's weird because there is right now a mono green Planeswalkers. Is that what they called it? Yeah, I think so. Deck uh, floating around that LSV streamed a video on. Yep. And calls which Karn the Great Creator to go nutty. On, on Magic Online. On Magic Online. It has not yes. found its way into paper going crazy yet. But, uh, yeah, so, and Vivian gets played in, like, all these green decks because she's just so yeah. good with she plays, Nykthos. Yeah, she plays good in the green devotion decks. Yeah. I don't know. I think she's a little harder in terms of, like, do you get rid of her or not? I don't know that we're at the bottom yet, but I don't know that she loses a ton more Yeah, if she goes either. to $8, like, was it worth yeah. it to get your, like... Like, fringe playable Planeswalkers are worth $10. Yes, so I don't I don't know that she goes much lower than where she is now if she, you know, sees any play anywhere else. Agreed. Yep. So you could probably hold on to them if you have them. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be someone who plays Pioneer, if you're a standard-only player. Yep. Get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, Leyline of the Void. Yeah. $10. What do you think about Leyline of the Void? This is, strangely, I want to say buy, because this is the cheapest Leyline of the Void has been for a while. So oddly enough, I have already been buying Leyline of the Voids. So okay. I'm glad you said buy. <laughs> yeah, like for Leyline of the Void before this reprint was $50. I mean, during Hogak, it was more than $50. Yeah, it was absurd. Yeah. And I have like two foils uh, that I got from this reprinting. Yeah. Uh, and the art's cool. Yeah, the art is really nice. Not as good it, as the original. It's not gill packed, but yeah. But yeah, I think like if you want to spec, this is a card that, you know, I know it's hard to like spend a hundred dollars on ten of them, right? In hopes that in three years you can turn it into five hundred dollars, right? 
but this is totally the thing that you could turn into five hundred dollars in a couple of years. Yeah, it's gonna be a card that's just gonna that will go up. That will reach that point of like not having enough supply because yeah, they got Leyline of Sanctity got cheap when it got reprinted. Yep. in Modern Masters, not yep. that there's nearly as many cards in the Modern Masters right. as there are in a standard set, and then that card went from like. Five or ten dollars back to up to like thirty. Yeah, yeah. That's what the two playable ley lines do. Yeah, yeah. I have already been buying these at ten. Ten is probably not the bottom. It probably, probably not. goes a touch lower, but there's going to be plenty of meat left on the bone. I I, I say buy. Yeah, Lotus Field mm-hmm. at eight dollars. Yep, derives zero value from standard. Yep, all from Pioneer. It's all from Pioneer. Uh, maybe secretly best deck in Pioneer, according to some pros. Yeah, it, it depends on what the metagame looks like. I think yeah. I think Lotus Field definitely has like in a an old affinity in modern mm-hmm. kind of thing where if like people like cut their hate cards because your deck didn't hasn't done well for three weeks, then you win the tournament. Yep, because no one has the hate for you. Same kind of thing. Like if you're gonna play Pioneer, I think you could probably buy these. Like they're gonna hold their value. Yeah, I think like rate at seven eight bucks is a pretty decent place to buy in it's a commander card too like if you can find some cheap foils i'd probably pick some cheap foils up if you can you know come across them i think this is probably nearish the bottom yeah so if you're thinking about picking up a place set, you're probably safe here yorok the desecrated yep this is a edh all-star okay i didn't know i assumed it was yeah yeah it's reverse panharmonicon man what do you mean reverse i thought they did the same thing Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, It you're is right. the Sultai Panharmonicon. Yeah, it's just Panharmonicon. It seems like, again, this is only getting value from yeah. Brawl, if that's a thing, in Commander. Yep, not not seeing much play in Standard, so its price is probably pretty stable. I don't know that you need to come off them. You're not going to lose any money coming off them, or if you sit on them. So, but I don't know that it's a buy either. I don't know how high this goes in the extended future, two years, whatever. So... I would call this one a whatever. Like, I don't think it matters either way. Next up, we got a Cavalier of Flame at $4.47. Or $7.47. Isn't that what I said? You said four. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, we can lump these two together. Cavalier of Flame and Cavalier of Night, basically sure. the same price. Yep. And sell them. Like, yeah, get rid of them. Not playable in other formats. Unfortunately. They're sweet, but yeah, don't aren't going to see play anywhere else. Field of the Dead. $6.50. Basically, they're getting their value from modern. Yeah, I mean, they're banned everywhere else, so. Yeah, probably get off of them if you're not going to play modern. Yeah, and like there's not a whole lot of people playing modern right now. Yeah, and I don't, like, I don't know, I don't see them going up a ton. I mean, like in the real long term, maybe? Yeah, but like. Not you know. within the next year or two, though. First, uncommon. <laughs> yeah. Veil of Summer at $5.36. Get rid of them. Yeah, they're going to get banned out of every format. Yeah, I mean, they're already well on their way there. Yeah, I've got my foils, and now I feel sad. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That's right. Uh, Cavalier Gales, $5.31. He gone. Yep, same story as the other ones. And I would actually argue that this one's worse than the other two. So, like, if you liked any of the Cavaliers, like, this one's not the one. Yeah, no- notice how it's the blue one is the worst one. <laughs> oh, the one with the forest? Good. Swamp's good. Mountain's good. Island's bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I actually kind of like the white one, too, but yeah, the blue one's just bad. So get rid of it. Leyline of Anticipation? $5.08. I 
I don't. I feel like this card has existed for a while. It has like, existed for a very long time. And it I feel like was no one, expensive before the reprint. Okay, I feel like no one's played it. I mean, it could, but it was expensive before the reprint. And there's also that new, or I guess not new, but the, the other version, the, of the mono blue inverter deck. Yeah, yeah, plays this. So I don't. I don't know. I think you're probably pretty safe to come off of them. Like this set put a lot more of them around. Yeah. And there's nowhere near the demand for this one as there are Leyland of the Void, Leyland of Sanctity. Yeah. So they're probably pretty safe to come off of. Next up, Voracious Hydra. Yeah, skip the card. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. Knight yeah. of the Ebon Legion. Yeah, $4.84. This one's also a hard one. Like there seems yeah. like there's a bunch of them. Yeah. And you have, well, in they're in the Challenger deck too, right? Uh, yeah, there's two in the Challenger deck. So, I don't know, you could probably get off of these. Like I would get off of them right now. I would make sure that you had them again by this time next year, though. Yeah. Because I think, like, shortly after rotation, they're going to start coming up again. Uh, Voracious Hydra this time. Yep, $4.02. Again, good in all the green devotion decks? Yep, same places that Vivian was good. So, if um, those decks are good, I think it has a home? Yeah, I think $4 is high for this card, so do though. I. So I, w- I would come off of them. I feel like it's like there's gonna they're gonna print something that does the same thing yeah. at some point. Like it's not super unique what it does. Right. Chandra um, Acolyte of Flame. This is the three mana rare Chandra. Uh three ninety nine. Probably get off of it. I don't see it being played anywhere. Mm, I, I don't know. I kinda like this card. Okay. I guess we haven't we don't know what like rare planeswalkers do price wise. Right. Also, like, are they just going to, like, is it going to keep value because it's a Planeswalker? Yeah. Or is it going to fall off because it's just a rare? Yeah, I'm not sure. This one has a home, like, at casual tables because of the plus ability that nobody ever uses. Yes. The put a counter on every Chandra you control. Every red Planeswalker. Sure. Yeah, every red Planeswalker, which is also something that, like, hasn't been done before. Yeah. The, uh, the elementals are, like, the bread and butter of this card. So it goes into elemental decks, it goes into sacrifice decks, it goes into mono red aggro decks. Yeah. Like there's a lot of different homes for it. And then like rebuying a card is good also, like this third ability snapcaster or whatever, especially if you can plus it a couple times to get your value. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this one didn't go a whole lot lower. But if, I mean, if you're not planning on playing it, yeah. you should come off it anyway and just, you know, forget about the risk. Rotting Regisaur. $3.75. Reggie! I feel like you can get rid of it. Maybe I'm a little too aggressive. I mean, it is it is an odd card. Did it say 7-6 yeah. for 3 mana? 3 mana, 7-6. So, like, every couple sets we get one of these way under-costed giant creatures with a downside. We had, like, Lupine Prototype. Yes. It was a 2 mana, 5-5. Five, five. I'm trying to think of what else we had. A Mere Servitor. Yeah, two mana five five. You can only cast if your mana came from creatures. Yep, we got this thing. This is probably like the most playable one out of all of them. Yeah. So, all right, I'm gonna revert to what we said when we did the card valuations for this set. If keyword big is good, this card is good. Yes. If keyword big is not good, this card is very bad. Yes. I think that just about every format is in a place where keyword big is not good. Yeah. So um, you're probably safe to get rid of them. Omnath, Locus of the Royal. $3.75. What do we think about Omnath? I mean, he was built. He was printed to be a commander 
card, and I feel like he is a commander card. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I don't know that he's as popular as he used to be. I definitely don't think that there's a pioneer version of that deck. No. And the modern version of this deck looks very different from an Omnath deck. Yes. It's like the Skelemental deck, Lightning Skelemental, which is not an Omnath deck. Um, That deck's not even really a deck from what I've seen. Well, right, but it's like the closest elemental deck. I would say you're probably safe to get rid of Omnath. Yeah. We have uh, Agent of Treachery at $3.74. I don't think this card is going to get played like anywhere else, but Commander. I'm, I got to keep mine because I might play him in Charlotte, but yeah, yeah, he's not going to see play anywhere else. He can go away. The Pizza Oven, Mystic Forge. $3.49. This uh, card is way less good without Mox Opal. It is. And like, if Legacy's a format, this card does something and if it's not it doesn't yeah. like it doesn't do anything in any other format i will uh counter and say that i think vince put a video out mm-hmm. late last week sometime about a uh, mono white teshar yes where he pizza oven someone yeah i watched that one. Oh, i didn't actually watch the gameplay did he pizza oven someone yeah he basically played his entire deck yeah it, i mean the deck is basically edh bomberman yes like it's legacy bomberman but in edh so I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of hype around this card, like in the very near future. But long term, I don't think it's. I think it's basically bulk. Yeah. So probably safe to come off of them. Uh, Leyline of Sanctity is three dollars and twenty eight cents. Uh, another probably buy. I have also been buying every Leyline of Sanctity I can find. Yeah, th- this is the where this card is three dollars, and then it becomes. in a year or two. Yep. So Leyline of Sanctity, Leyline of the Void. Buy as many copies as you can. You will thank me later. Your future self will thank me later. Yes. Shifting Ceratops, $3.26. Sell. Sell. Will not not see play anywhere. Uh, Cavalier of Dawn, $3.16. I also say sell. Yeah. This one I could see... I could see some deck doing something with it. Like occasionally there's rumblings of like a blink deck that uses like a, is it Master Splicer, Blade Splicer? Blade Splicer is the... Yeah. I could see something like this in like that style deck with like Ephemerate and like Nuthasa or yeah. something. But I don't know that it's ever going to be worth more than the $3 it's at now. Yeah. So. Mu Yanglin. Yeah. The last Planeswalker from this set, $3.16. I'm guessing that eventually maybe she goes to the $5 price memory, but not for a long time. I don't think she's good. Yeah. Can probably go away. Kethis the Hidden Hand, $2.76. I'm biased. I think the card is potentially broken at some point. I do too. I would probably buy these at like $2.50, 3 bucks. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go much lower. If it if it does go lower, if you can get these around a dollar, I'd buy every one you can. Yes. We'll, we'll see play again at some point. Golos Tireless Pilgrim, $2.67. I think this is only playable in Commander. Mm-hmm. It's a really good Commander. Yeah, it is. It's too good to be a Brawl Commander. That's right. I don't know. You could probably get these. I mean, it's a rare, which kind of pushes down to sell you some, but if you held on to them, maybe just hold them if you have them. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped to like a buck and a half, two bucks, but I don't think they're going to go much more than that. And, yeah. you know, you're going to lose the 60, 70 cents through fees. So. Yeah. You're probably safe to sit on them. Aethergust. $2.51. Yeah, another uncommon. 
it sees play everywhere. It's a really good hate card if you're in the market for a hate card. So, I don't know. But how much of its value comes from standard? Probably a good bit. So, like, if you got off of them... I might sell your extra copies and yeah. sit on a play set. Yeah, that's, that seems reasonable. Yep. Kai Car Wins Fury, $2.50. Has anyone played this car ever? Card ever? Uh, yeah, actually, it's a pretty pretty nasty EDH deck. Okay. It's like a Storm Spellslinger deck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. But that's the only place to see his play, and it is certainly not my style deck, so I would not hesitate to get rid of him. Gotcha. Uh, Nightpack Ambusher, $2.50. Plug it off of it, it's not getting played anywhere else. Uh, not only that, but there's copies uh, in the new one new, of the Challenger decks. Yeah. So, yeah, I would come off of this as well. Uh, Steel Overseer, $2.32. I bought my Steel Overseer. Is it like $10 like two years ago? Yep. I don't know. Like, Is Affinity ever going to be good modern again? Probably uh, not. Well, I don't know if like Affinity as we knew it will ever be good again, especially without Opal. But... I wouldn't be surprised if there was sort some sort of construct deck at some point, or yeah. you know, artifact deck with lots of artifact creatures I guess like, or whatever. Uh, hardened scales. Yeah. Yeah. If these go much lower, I'm going to start buying them. Yeah. So, I mean, you might be safe coming off it if you want to save yourself, you know, fifty, seventy cents, whatever. But I don't think it's going to go much lower than this. No. Card's great. Temple uh, of Epiphany, the first temple. The only temple. On the list. The only temple. Yep. It means all of the other ones are less than $2. Two twenty nine. Yep. What do you think about Temple of Epiphany? These just, like, aren't played anywhere. Yeah, they weren't They weren't ever played in modern. Not um, in modern. They're not. Temple of Deceit. Oh, that's true. That was yeah. the only one that got played. Temple yeah. of, and maybe Temple of Silence in... Uh, uh, temple of Triumph saw a little bit of play. Ad nauseum. And Temple of Triumph... Yeah. Very fringe play. They yeah. like were all like a dollar. Yeah. And so like if you get off of these, they're gonna be a dollar yep. at some point. There's also though they just like you have them lands are always mm-hmm. worth something. Yeah. I would sell extras. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not gonna sell like down to none. Yeah, I think I I got rid of all my extras when I yeah. like when I started out. So what do you think about like half of the temples rotating? Like that's kind of weird, right? It is. We're going to get to... It's going to be like it was in like M20 yeah. standard and... Um, what's it called? M20 and uh, Throne of Eldraine standard. Yeah. Where like some color pairs had reasonable mana and, and other color pairs didn't. didn't. Yeah. And I, that's where we're going to end up is like there's going to be one color pair. There'll be like half the color pairs are just going to have atrocious mana. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we don't know what the next lands are going to be, but losing shock lands is a big thing. Too. Yeah, like you lose your shocks and half your temples, like they've got to give us something. Yeah. But yeah, like you're not going to be able to like cast your spells in like some color pairs. Yep. Next up, we have uh, Scheming Symmetry at 225 Okay, I think hold and buy if they get cheaper because, again, unique weird effect. I have already been buying them. Okay. I have maybe 35 or 40 of them. Okay. I think this card is sweet, and I don't think it's had a card that breaks it yet, but the card that breaks it's coming, and it's super cheap, and the artwork's awesome, and I would buy every one you can find. Okay. I've been buying them between like three and four bucks. I'm glad they're, I'm actually kind of glad they're on their way down. Gotcha. And then the last one, $2.14. Yeah, Starfield Mystic. I am getting rid of all of mine. Yep. I. As you should. Got in on them. 
at 43 cents and 49 cents a piece, and I have 40 of them. Very good. So them going to $2 and then turning into like a buck 50 or something in store credit. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Especially with the CFB's yeah. promotion right now. Yeah, they're going to get a stack of Starfield Mystics. I'm gonna, Here you go, guys. Nice. LSV sort these. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's probably LSV in the warehouse. Probably. So what do we got next? So next up is Arena. Mm-hmm. There was a state of a game, the game announcement this week. We're going to circle back to that next week because yep. we're already pretty deep in this episode. Yep. We'll put that towards the front next time so we don't lose out on it again. Yeah, this was a weird episode. Sorry about this. That's fine. The data for this week, we had 49 games played. And so what I was happy about was a few things. One, our off meta is somehow 4%. That's awesome. And then our meta looks pretty similar to the meta for the GP in, what was it, Leon? Leon, yeah. Yeah. So for us, uh, for a good old casual tryhard too, we had 20% mono red. Mm-hmm. 22% uh, blue-green X ramp. Okay. So that kind of encompasses Saltai and Bant. Bant. And if anyone's just playing like blue-green in general. Right. Then we had a lot of Jeskai Fires, 14%. Then blue-white control was 12%. Mm-hmm. And I guess red-black sacrifice was pretty big too at 16%. So that was basically the th- like five decks. Yeah. If you compare that to the Leon metagame, Mono red was 17%. Mm-hmm. Bant mid-range slash ramp was 12%. And if you like stick it together with Saltai mid-range, yeah. that gets like 16%. So similar to ours. Yep. Teamer Adventures we didn't have a lot of was 10%. Mm-hmm. Azorius Control was 10%, so right in kind of line with us. Yep. So kind of what we put together is similar to what like they had. Like I think the thing that we have least like is Teamer Adventures, but like our top five decks, yeah, were kind of the top five decks from the uh, from the tournament. Perfect, nice so job, not, everybody. Not too bad at all. Yeah, I so checking in on a good old uh, t, uh, casual tryhard Celtai. Mm-hmm. I like mess with it, and I was like, okay, let me take out Fossa and Agents and do some other stuff. Yeah. Like, the Bant deck just goes bigger than you now. It's yeah. annoying. Like, it's like, oh, gosh, I forgot how, like, ridiculous Nissa is. <laughs> like, oh, you get Nissa and you get uh, Elspeth Cocker's death. Oh. That's why you just got to steal it. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, let me try Pelucranos. <laughs> I think Pelucranos is good, but not better than Agent. Right. So, but, yeah, it was. we were kind of on, on track Going back to a tinfoil hat uh, mono red theories. Yeah. I switched back to playing mono red. My metagame is about 60% mono red right now. <laughs> I, I It's just like mono red, mono red, mono red. Ooh, something random. Mono red, mono red, yeah. mono red. I mean, it's got to be something with uh, like matchmaking. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, we're back to all mono red all the time. Yeah. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. And then like I switched to... Uh, I played some like with like a different brew and way less mono red. Yeah. It's like, hmm. <laughs> so yeah, my tinfoil hat is all shined up. I'm, I'm good to go here. <laughs> so yeah. So other than that, I think that we have, there's, I guess today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So sorry, everyone is the last, like, what well, is the next workshop? Yeah. Which I didn't I, play this past one. This one looks horrific. Yeah. What's this one? It's, oh God, big red. So, okay. like, lava coils and just big red creatures, 
versus Clone Gary. It's a blue-black deck that has quasi-replicate and something else. Oh, this is the pre-cons. Yeah. And your goal is to play a Grey Merchant and then copy it. Okay. Like, you're just, like, playing. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, these look awful. (laughs) Who thought this was a good idea? It's like Yurok Fenlurker because it's black-black. I'm going to quasi-replicate that and get you another card. I was like, oh, my gosh. For $10, you can play this awful format. Well, no, it's, it's, this one's free. Oh, this one's free? The workshops are free. Okay. They're just like two-day no, readers. the last one was uh, oh. 2,500 coins or whatever. Oh, it, it wasn't that much. I w- yeah, it was. Oh, God, it was? Yeah, I, that's why I didn't do it. Oh, Lord. I I can't believe I spent or no, that much I'm, on it. That's, I'm sorry. It's not the workshop. That was the... Uh, that's the uh, Heliod's uh, trial. Yeah, that's the uh, the festival. Yeah, the festival. This is like two fifty yeah. or something. It's yeah. not very much. I gotcha. So it looks bad. Yeah. Well, I well I like hate play it. Sure. Probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it doesn't seem good. Yeah, it's not a ton on arena. There hasn't been a lot going on. Yeah. We do like. There is ha- the state of the game stuff. Yeah, we do have it's like a half hour. Yeah. If we did that, so yeah, we're running a little long. So we'll circle back to that next week. And so uh, with that. I think that's pretty much everything. So yeah. we can, if you want to get at us and tell us, why don't you go over the state of the game? Uh, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. If you want to shoot us an email, uh, show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com is where you can do that. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Casual Tryhard MTG. Uh, make sure if you're ordering any cards, use our TCG affiliate link at tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com and anything else? No, my wife has texted me that dinner's ready. Okay, you better go eat some dinner. Yeah. So with that, we'll catch you at FNM. Yep, we'll catch you at FNM.